coming to you live from Fayetteville, Arkansas, in the beautiful Appleby Business Center Studios. It's time for Northwest Arkansas Business Radio with Adam Robison. Good afternoon, everybody. My name is Adam Robison, your host for Northwest Arkansas Business Radio, and I just want to welcome you to the place where Northwest Arkansas comes to hear about people who are doing great things for others, building businesses that are blessing other people, and just all, all in all doing the right thing when they know that they have an opportunity to. And I'm here today with someone who makes good decisions for people. She's, she's a wonderful business owner, and if you're a part of the small business community, it won't take long until someone says, hey, have you worked with Colab Design yet? And that's exactly who we have here with us today. This is Brittany Simon, owner of Colab Design. Brittany, welcome to Northwest Arkansas Business Radio. Thanks. I'm excited to be here today. How I mean, are you this morning? I, I'm doing so well. I'm so excited that you're here. It's a Tuesday morning and the rain is gone and it's not hot yet, but uh, I have a feeling it's coming. <laughs> yeah, that heat is sneaking up on us midday for sure. You can feel the humidity in the air. Oh my gosh, my goodness. Yeah, you were telling us uh, before we went on the air that you grew up in Houston. Yes. I would imagine it's a little warmer there, right? <laughs> it is, yeah. I think the heat index was like 113 the other day. Oh gosh, unforgiving. It unforgiving. Is. So last night I was really thankful that the weather moved through, cooled everything down about 10 degrees, and uh, that was nice. But anyway, just so glad that you're here, Brittany. You're so easy to talk to. For those of you that don't or for the for our listeners that don't know who you are go ahead and introduce yourself uh and tell us how did you get from the startup starting out life in houston to ending up a, a business owner in northwest arkansas yeah um well like adam said my name is Brittany. i own co-op design company originally from houston um i moved up here in 2011 i went to the u of a I'm a woo pig suey, right? Like Ooh, I'm a hog. <laughs> yeah. Come on. <laughs> um, people, a lot of people from like Texas move up here to go to school. One, because the cost of tuition is so good. So I ended up with two degrees at the U of A. I got a degree nice. in journalism, ad PR, and art with an emphasis in graphic design and photography. So Holy smokes. That's a mouthful just getting your degrees out there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But it was worth it because I always knew by the time I got to college that I was going to be a creative and in the creative field and wanted to do the marketing advertising side. So I just was trying to get all of the things that I needed under my belt. So someone would give me a job. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That that's definitely the end goal, isn't it? Yes. For all sure. right. So you start out in Houston, you're there till you're 16. Is that right? Well, I was there till I was 18, but I spent six, uh, when I was 16, I spent about two months in San Francisco. So, okay. you know, you're a high school student. You're tired of seeing the same people you went to school with since elementary school. You kind of just need a change of pace. Yeah. I found this art school out there. It's the Art Institute. And they offer a program for high school students to come and live in the city and, and learn and explore and do. Wow. And I presented it to my parents and they were like, are you sure? I yeah. said, <laughs> I said, yes, please. So we made it happen. I lived out there for two months and I took classes like photography. I took my first art class ever, which was a graphic design. Um, and then advertising, two classes of advertising. So it was a multimedia and a print. And from that moment on, I was like, heck yeah, I'm yeah. going to, this is, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. And I remember, so my family 
is a family of accountants, mm-hmm. Jewish accountants. Okay. So I went home from that summer and I sat down at Sunday dinner with my grandparents and my dad, my mom, and I said, I think I want to be a graphic designer. And my grandfather looked at me and said, and how do you plan to make money? Oh, <laughs> man. He's always been that way, logical and was making sure that I had a plan. Like I wasn't just an artist. He always groomed me to be a designer. And a lot of people don't understand what the difference is. An artist is somebody that runs their runs to their own beat, right? They have time to work on a piece, put it away, and go back to it six months later. As a designer, you have to output directly to somebody else. Mm. And you and he always kind of pushed me in that direction of like, well, the the economic side, like how are you going to make this happen. Yeah. Wow. That's an incredible ally to have on your side. 100%. When you were younger, did you recognize that those questions he had was out of love or did it frustrate (laughs) you a little bit or what? It felt judgmental at Mm -hmm. the time. Like when you're in those like teenage years of like, he just doesn't believe in me. You know, it's, it's questions that a lot of people don't ask young people. Yeah. Like I don't know any of my friends that had had those kinds of questions asked, but I also think it set me up to have a different mentality. Sure. Even though I never thought I was going to be an entrepreneur, he mm-hmm. was kind of pushing me that direction without actually yeah. pushing me that direction. Wow. Wow. And and so our listeners are going to find out a little bit here later. Um, he actually was believing in you the whole time, right? 100%. Yeah. I've been super lucky. My family was my biggest ally in every decision I made from when I was a kid thinking I wanted to do zoology to going into American Sign Language and thinking I was going to be an interpreter. I took four years in high school. I tested out of college level one and two. They took me to mock trials. I competed. Like my family was always super supportive in terms of whatever my dream at the time was. Yeah. I was going to be able to do it. And the same came when I said I was going to be a graphic designer. Okay. That's incredible. So you finish your time up in San Francisco, head back to Austin at some point. Houston. Houston. I'm sorry. It's okay. Austin is the town in Texas. Texas, I want to go visit. We've been talking about it lately at home. So that's that's my bad. Um, so at what point do you transition up to Arkansas? Yeah. So I went to San Francisco this summer before my senior year of high school. So then, and I'm a year younger than everyone. That's why I was a little 16. Ah, that's okay. where that age gap comes in. Um, but I graduated and moved up here in 2011. Um, took classes, fell in love with the area. It's really hard not to. When you come from a city that has, it's like a concrete jungle when you're here and you get to see nature, but still have city life and just kind of be a little more free. It Mm. was hard not to fall in love. I bet. But I also fell in love with a boy. Oh, there's always a boy to every great story. I know. And we met in a graphic design class and it was just, it was just like, it just worked. And when I went to graduate, I wanted to stay up here. I wanted to make things work. Luckily, I'm still with that boy. We're celebrating 10 years later this year. And um, we built a, a happy little home in Rogers. And he was super supportive when I decided to launch CoLab as well. Wow. So let's let's talk about CoLab a little bit. Um, how did the business come about? So there's a few things that kind of led to CoLab coming into existence. The first thing was... I did not have an easy transition into the business world. I had a lot of jobs. I learned a lot of mistakes. 
made a lot of mistakes and learned a lot of lessons. That's where I was going. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The first one was I took my first job not knowing what 1099 meant. Okay. Um, For those listeners that are maybe younger, uh, 1099 means that you're a contract worker, which means that you will, at the end of the year, pay your taxes out. Mm -hmm. That means the employer is not taking them. So you're losing about a quarter to a dollar normally of Mm -hmm. that. You can think about 50% of the hourly salary being towards taxes when you're paying them yourself. So when I learned that, I didn't have enough money in that salary that that guy was going to pay me to pay my bills. Oh, my goodness. What do you do? You just took a job. You just moved to Bentonville. (laughs) You thought that was going to be it, right? (laughs) No. So I called the guy and I said, hey, I need a little more money. I got to be able to pay my bills. And he said, I'm sorry, I can't afford anymore. And I said, wow. I'm sorry, I can't take this job. This is before day one. Oh, my goodness. Uh-huh. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so then I'm like, what do I do? I ended up working at Crystal Bridges. I freelanced, and I had an internship. So I was doing about 80 hours worth of work to pay my bills. Mm. Loved my experience at Crystal Bridges. I worked at 11. I was the hostess. It was so much fun to be in a art field like space yeah. but not be dr- – like creating. Mm-hmm. Um, my internship came to an end and I didn't have the storybook moment where they hired you, right? Mm-hmm. They said, no, we're done. And I was like, oh, oh. cool. Yeah. <laughs> That's not how an internship's supposed to go. <laughs> yeah, I, I think most people have an expectation of a, a job offer following an internship. Most definitely. So knowing that in the back of my mind, I thought I had worked hard enough to get that job. And instead they were like, no, you go home now. And I was mm. like, Oh, I don't even finish the week. No, you go home now. Wow. So as a young mm. um, career-bound person, I was like, oh, okay, what do I do? Mm-hmm. Um, I went back to Crystal Bridges because I was like, hey, I want more time. I want more um, hours. And they were like, take some time, you know, see if you can find a full time. Yeah. I did for a supplier. They did the Members Mark folding chairs. Uh-huh. Um, and that was really fun. I was hired to do, like, product photography and package design. And I was going to learn 3D rendering there. And I was only there for three months. Mm. And that felt really bad for me because I wanted to be – I'm a loyal person. I yeah. wanted to work hard and work my way up. But that boss was – not nice. <laughs> That's a nice way to put it. Yeah. So yeah. he was. He would yell at me and cuss at me. And one day I came in and he was very upset with me. He yelled and cussed and punched a wall and I didn't go back. That's crazy. I know. I, that's crazy. If you're a boss out there, quit punching walls. It scares everybody, right? It does. <laughs> I mean, you, you feel unsafe, especially as a young yeah. young person in general. Yeah. And so... I certainly don't mean to make light of something oh, no. you went through, but I just think the behavior is so ridiculous that someone would need to punch a wall to express themselves in, in frustration. I don't understand. Uh, yeah. I didn't understand it either, um, but I left. I did not go back, and I went back to Crystal Bridges again to maybe turn into a full-time because things had not gone the way I had wanted them to. Mm-hmm. When I got there, there was a couple that was so sweet, and they were regulars. They came in all the time. And they asked me what I was doing there in the middle of the day. They said, mm. shouldn't you be at your job? And mm. I just started crying. <laughs> oh, man. Because um, I had to tell them, you know, like, this is what happened. They invited me over for brunch, which was super nice of them. And they ended up giving me this book that talked about a broadcast letter. Okay. Broadcast letter is to C-level executives. And it pretty much says, this is who I am. This is what I can do. But I don't want to talk about me. I want to talk about your business. And I want to know more about your company. Hmm. And what that did for me was like, oh, I don't need to just 
be interviewed. I need to be interviewing Mm -hmm. and make sure that I'm a fit too. Because the last two places, I felt like I hadn't done that. Yeah. So I wrote 18 of them. Wow. I wrote them to see like CEOs and then creative directors because I was trying to be a graphic designer. So I was like, oh, I just my way in. Mm -hmm. And I hand lettered the envelopes, packed them up in my car, decided how am I going to get people to open these things? Mm -hmm. Like not just throw them away. I'm going to go get cookies. Who doesn't love cookie? I (laughs) love cookies. They're my favorite. (laughs) I chose National Chocolate Chip Cookie Day to go buy cookies. Oh, so there there are some inherent barriers there, right? <laughs> yes. Especially if you go to Rick's Bakery on that day, mm-hmm. there's a line around the corner. Wow. So I anxiously wait in line, I get my cookies, I go to the first place, and they're working remote. And I'm like, mm-hmm. cool, today is not off to the start that I thought. And I'm like, okay, looking at my list, one is almost on my way home. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to go home. I'm going to take this. I'm going to go home. I'm going to eat lunch. I'm going to pivot. I'm going to go. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do it again. So I get to my first place. My anxiety is so high at this point because I've built it up. Now I waited in line. I went to the first place. It was a failure. Now I drove. I'm anxious. So I get in there and this lady goes, hey, how can I help you? I say, I'm Brittany. I'm a designer. Here you go. And I go t- turn away. Like, oh, my. Completely malfunction. Yeah. And she's like, what do you want? And I'm like, I just want to drop these off. This is for the company. Here's my letter. Yeah. Like, this is it. And she was like, Okay well, it was nice to meet you. And I was like, bye. (laughs) (laughs) And I ran down to my car and I just like shook my head. I was like, this is, that was not good. Mm -hmm. I look at the next place. It's down the road, actually. It's called, um, so where I stopped was New Creature and then I went to Design Science was my next stop. Mm -hmm. But as I go to pull out of the parking lot, the CEO there at the time, his name was Anthony Bagley, texted me, said, if you're still here, come back. Wow. And I said, oh, crap, I'm in trouble. Uh-oh. <laughs> That's what it feels like sometimes, yeah, yeah. right? And I looked at my car, and at the, that day, I didn't expect anyone to talk to me. So mm-hmm. I had a box full of cookies. I had 16 other envelopes and no portfolio, no resume on me, just me. And I looked nice. So that was a, pro, that yeah, was a benefit. That, absolutely. So I go back up there, and he makes me sit there for 30 minutes in the lobby. As an anxious person, you should never do that to somebody. Yeah. Because yeah. that just, I'm just like, man, is he going to yell at me? Do you think he or? was busy or do you think there was some theater involved there? After getting to know him, I think there was some theater involved. Uh, okay. But I think it's meant to see how you react under pressure and, sure. and not knowing. Um, I talked with Anthony for about an hour that day. He asked me about my dreams, put me in my place, asked me what I wanted to do. And by the end of the conversation, he had offered me a job. Wow. And he said, I'll give you a job for the next 30 days. And I was like, hell yeah. I'm going to be able to pay my bills in 30 days. That's great. (laughs) (laughs) But I knew like at that time and my mentality was like, if you just gave me a shot, I would prove Mm -hmm. that I'm adaptable and willing to learn and that I could be here. And Mm -hmm. It's pretty much like a Harry Potter situation. Like I was in a corner that they didn't expect me to be there. I had a little tiny desk and I had 30 days to prove that I was going to be worth hiring. And I took it on like a challenge. So New Creature was known for 3D renderings of corrugated displays. Uh-huh. So on my time there, I learned 3D rendering. I learned wow. how to uh, create beautiful graphics and layouts. Um, he, Anthony is a creative at soul Mm -hmm. so he led new creature with creative so we were in the rooms we were having conversations and that was really different i noticed compared to most places Mm -hmm. normally creatives are the monkeys hidden in the back closet just waiting for their tasks yeah and i fell in love i was drinking the kool-aid i was part of the new creature kool-aid cult like i was there (laughs) for it um that's where i met my uh my chief creative director 
Brianna. Mm -hmm. She worked there with me. And I thought this was it. I thought that was my spot. I was so pumped. Come about halfway through. So I was a new creature for a little over two years. Halfway through my experience, there was some financial decisions that were made and I was laid off. Mm. But first it was half the team was laid off and it was like, you go to one room, they send the other people to the other room. And it was like, okay, my room was like, we need you to stay here. Mm -hmm. We're letting the other half of the company go. Mm -hmm. And I was like, how the heck did I get in this room? And when did we start playing Survivor? I was was even (laughs) thinking the elimination round of uh, Hollywood Week on American Idol. Yeah, I was like, oh my gosh, like how, what the heck? And like in the other room, my supervisors and stuff were over there. So it was crazy to be on the other side. And at that time, you know, we had started to look at, there was uh, different parts of the business. And so a team of me and a couple other people had started specializing in small businesses. Mm -hmm. So New Creature did primarily small business or vendor business. And we took that expertise and knowledge to small businesses. Okay, That was the dip in the toe of the pool of yeah. small business. Okay. And I realized that I really liked it because yeah. you didn't have 10 people you were trying to get approved mm. this design. Mm-hmm. Well, my time came to an end. I mean, it's top 10, like I said, and they eliminated five of us. <laughs> wow. And I remember thinking, what am I going to do next? I was only laid off for a week. Wow. Um, I hit the ground hard um, and ended up over at that second place I was supposed to go that day, Design Steins. Mm-hmm. That's where I was hired next. Okay. And I was there for over a year and a half. And at Design Steins, I learned video editing. I learned package design. I improved my dot-com photography skills and just kind of started to realize what I really liked. So yeah. Design Steins was the opposite. They got their start in small businesses and worked their way into vendor business where mm-hmm. New Creature started in vendor business and we had reverted to Small business. I see. So I kind of got more experience there. Mm-hmm. And enter the end of 2019, I had some traumas in my life. Mm. I lost my very first dog um, wow. from my high school. I'm sorry. And then early 2020, my grandfather passed. Mm. And I remember thinking, am I happy? Do I like what I do? I was burning out. Was My mental health was crashing. I had people that owned... Design Science were really amazing businessmen. Mm-hmm. The super talented is a great business. They do great work, but they were not the type of bosses I needed to flourish as a designer. Okay. And that's where I was like stuck because I knew that they were going to grow and be a stable company, but I was also losing myself. Hmm. And I remember thinking, okay, I'll just switch agencies. Mm-hmm. Mind you, February 2020. Wow. Okay. So we know what's looming. Yes. Early 2020. Yes. And then I started thinking, okay, I had all these interviews. I almost had jobs. They fell through. We're closer to the summer now. I'm like, what's going to make me happy? Think I have an angel investor to start my own agency. Don't know really what I'm doing, but I'm like, heck yeah, this is an opportunity. They look at me and say, you know, Brittany, this is not the time. Mm. And I said, you're valid. Like mm-hmm. 100% mm-hmm. your your feelings are valid. But if I don't do something now, I might not be whole on the other side. Wow. wow. So Collab was initially launched as a way to keep me intact. Yeah. To keep my mental health intact. So let, let's bring our listeners 
up to full speed here just in case somebody may have uh, tuned out or, or, or something like that. Because I think that you have uh, really targeted two things that are very, very important for our audience. Number one, when you're out looking for a job, you should be interviewing the people that are interviewing you. 100%. Because there's nothing more important than a good fit. Right. right. You want to feel value, valued and the culture is a good fit. You want to make sure that they have a similar perspective, vision, goals to your overall life. So mm-hmm. one of my goals is to travel. But if I have an agency that wanted me to stay in the office seven days a week, right, like that doesn't align with my life goals. So making right. sure that I ask those questions. Right. So the other point that I wanted to bring out was the fact of something you just said, and that was you know, when you're a dreamer, and I've, I've faced this too, when you're a dreamer, maybe it's part of being a creative, I don't know, I've always considered myself a creative too. Um, you have people lined up to tell you, no, not now, this isn't for you, this isn't a good idea. I had people tell me this about bringing Business Radio X to Northwest Arkansas. Um, but if you have a dream, and if you know that it's right for you at that time, I love how you looked at him and said, hey, you know what? All the points you're making are absolutely valid. This isn't the best time to start a business, but I have to do this for me. Mm-hmm. And I love that, that just this toughness and, and resiliency. Where do you think that came from? Did that come from grandpa or parents or somebody else? Definitely came from my dad and, and my grandfather. I'm also like, I'm a third degree black belt in Taekwondo, right? Wow. So, yeah. So that's eight years of like Congratulations. perseverance. Congratulations. <laughs> that's huge. So that's eight years of perseverance and like discipline and just knowing like you can get better and stronger and do. Mm-hmm. So it was grounded into me, right, of, like, take care of you and just push. And if you push hard enough, you're going to be able to see successes. And and taking risks is something that I feel you need to do, especially, like, I'm lucky right now. I don't have any children Mm -hmm. and I don't have any car payments. So, like, that was kind of that that opportune moment to take the risk. And I was so supported from not only my dad but my partner, John. And then turns out that, before my grandfather passed, he had put a clause in the will that was to give me some money to start my own business. So he was seeing that future for me before I even saw that future for me. That's incredible, which is what I referred to earlier in the interview. The whole time he's like, hey, Brittany, how are you going to make money? <laughs> yeah. Brittany, tell me what the plan is. This whole time, even though he was he was asking you some tough questions, especially mm-hmm. for a teenager, yeah. um, he was saying, you know what? I see it, too. I see it too, and I love you, and I'm going to get you ready to take this journey. What a cool guy that guy was, right? Yeah, he was amazing. He was super influential in terms of just his overall skill set. So he went from like selling printed material to he did some hairstyling products. He sold furniture for a while. Then he got his degree in economics and was a professor for a while. And then he started his own accounting business. And that's what my dad's been doing too. So is that right? Mm -hmm. Wow. That's, that's just something. So uh, I'm curious. It's funny, Brittany, we started with a whole list of questions (laughs) and I've not asked, but one of them. So (laughs) I think this podcast is taking a direction of its own right. And that's okay. Um, I know you're a creative, but but what really, because I think this gets to the heart of the message behind collab design, what made you really focus on the small business? So one, as I mentioned in my story earlier, I was really tired of having to go through a bunch of approvals through the process. And I also noticed that if I got in the room with the client, I could design better. 
Hmm. And the reason why I chose medium to small businesses is because that is a direct access to who I'm designing for. They know their industry best, and we really get to use my skill sets to make this beautiful piece of artwork or strategy come to life. Mm -hmm. The other part was is before my dad decided to um, commit to being an accountant forever, he decided to uh, buy a bar. Oh, cool. Yeah. If anyone is interested in Bar Rescue, he wa- he was the episode taxed out in Texas. That's my dad. He's adorable. No way. Yes. That's one of my favorite shows. Yes. Now I've got to go back and watch that episode. Yes. And my stepmom's in there and they're just amazing. But um, before he was on Bar Rescue, I just watched him go through marketing agency or marketing person after marketing person. And they just over sold themselves and didn't deliver. And that was the thing that I wanted to do differently with CoLab is that I wanted to educate my clients. I wanted them to be part of the creative process to feel like they have a say and also be knowledgeable in what good design is so that if they weren't working with us, they could understand the quality that they deserve. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, it's funny because uh, when I started Business Radio X, I just went through and began writing down guest names and uh, or potential guest names and the more people that came to this table uh, and and just kept mentioning collab design and Brittany Simon and I was like I think I saw her at a networking meeting once but I began to pay attention after six or seven people said you were somebody that that I needed to know and that our listeners needed to know how does that feel because you don't <laughs> seem to be one that glamours in the spotlight so much maybe you are no no I didn't um, think so it so. was very surprising to hear that it means that like what I set out to do which is to provide that education and that quality design um has stood for itself and yeah. that's where I wanted so I have always loved this line she was the president of the Bentonville Chamber back in the day Debbie Griffin uh-huh. and I worked on Tech Summit back way way before it's gotten as good as it is now yeah and uh, she said you know Brittany you had fingertips everywhere fingerprints everywhere name nowhere mm. and I've always loved that because that's true as a digital marketing agency I don't want you to be able to tell that you worked with us. Yeah. Like, I don't want you to see our brand, our look, our feel, and your stuff. Mm-hmm. I want it to be individual to you. So feeling like people appreciate that, like, yes, you can tell that they're working with Collab because their brand's been tightened, but you can't tell that Collab is there. Yeah. Is what I, like, get super excited about. Yeah. Well, I love the picture you've painted of not only your heart, but of the heart of collab design. Uh, you've got some wonderful people that are working for you, and you guys are doing great, great work. So, for the people out there who may want to learn more about collab design or follow you on social media, tell them how they can find you and get a hold of you. Yeah, it's super easy. It's collabdesign.co. That's the website. And then everything else is collabdesign.co. Okay. Our handle is super easy. That's where um, most people probably miss is like their brand consistency. So making sure that like if they pick a URL that it's an available handle so that gotcha. people can easily find you across the board. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. Um, wow. Is there anything else that because we're totally off script? Is there <laughs> is there anything else you'd like to say before we close up today? Um. Yeah. There's a couple things. One. One of the things that I want somebody to know is that if you're hesitant for getting marketing um, or not sure how much you should spend, you should know that larger businesses like Nike and and Adidas and and those, they spend 50% of their profit. 
mm. on marketing, which is hefty wow. for a small business. And I recognize that, but you should have your number in mind. Yeah. What is the percentage you want to put back into your business? Mm. And you need to consider that. Two, you should date your marketing agencies. They need to understand you. They need to get you. They need to understand your value. You shouldn't just pick one because you pick one. Yeah. There are a ton of great businesses in Northwest Arkansas. Mm-hmm. And just because I may not be a good fit doesn't mean there won't be another one out there mm. or vice versa. Mm-hmm. And then make sure the other thing is to make sure you ask questions, make sure you know what they're doing. A lot of our clients sometimes say, I don't even know what this business is doing for me. Why not? Yeah, I would think you would see some sort of tangible result, right? Yeah, or why aren't you asking for those tangible results? Right, or you know, even if it's a a process that takes three to six months, they ought to know. Well, I'm in I'm in month two of a six month process, and marketing is a long game. I think that's what people don't understand is that it's one of those. Yeah, you got to put a percentage, like like I said, hefty percentage for bigger businesses, but. It is one of those that you really don't see an investment return on investment Mm -hmm. for probably six months at minimum Mm -hmm. because it's just constant and keeping your own consistency. And that is the biggest hurdle as like a designer digital marketing agency that we have to approach with all of our clients is knowing that like, yes, you're not seeing the results yet, but keep on going. Don't stop. Yeah. Agreed, man. I think you've given some leadership gold today. I really do. <laughs> Without even trying to, you've been a, a, a terrific guest. Uh, we're out of time here on Northwest Arkansas Business Radio. Brittany, thank you so much for coming and of giving course. us some time this morning. I can't wait to have you back because you are a fountain of information. And uh, I think it's something that our listeners need to hear about. And if you haven't yet, go visit Brittany over at Colab Design. She's doing some incredible things over there. And uh, her team is fired up and ready to help you out. And uh, if you if you go, make sure you tell them you heard about them on Northwest Arkansas Business Radio X. I know that would make Brittany smile and make her feel really <laughs> glad that she woke up early to do this interview with me this morning. And so for all of uh, for everyone at Colab Design, my name's Adam Robison. You've been tuned in to another episode of Northwest Arkansas Business Radio, and we will see you next time.